It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, the Lakers are fine. They're down 1-0, but they figured something out. No one talked about Nicola just had a historic performance. He's got 13 triple-doubles now, third all-time. What he's doing is just incredible, but the narrative wasn't about the Nuggets. The narrative wasn't about Nicola. The narrative is about the Lakers and their adjustments. So, you know, you put that in your pipe, you smoke it, and you come back, and you know what? We're going to go up 2-0. This is BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM from BetQL. Welcome back to Make You All Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. And joining us now is Noobs from the BetUS NBA show. He is now a contributor to FTN, where you can find all of his written NBA season previews. Noobs, thank you so much for joining. Greatly appreciate it. That was Nuggets head coach Michael Malone, who was uh, quite feisty throughout uh, last season's playoff run all the way to the NBA championship. And maybe some could make the argument that the Nuggets are a little disrespected or discounted. They are not the favorites to win the NBA championship this year. Instead, that honor goes to the Celtics and the Bucks. Is the market discounting the Bucks? Is it, or the uh, Nuggets rather, is it possible that the Denver Nuggets can repeat as NBA champions? I love everything that you just heard from Mike Malone in that clip and all the different things he said, because I've been saying the same things. All of last postseason, it was about the t- the other teams. The Nuggets weren't even the favorite to win the West until they won the first game against the Phoenix Suns. They were underdogs in that series. Uh, they weren't really favorites to win the title, honestly, until they got to the finals. Once the Celtics were knocked out, they were finally the favorite. It's just, I don't understand why no one takes what Jokic is doing as seriously as they should. He is the best player in the league, one of the best players we've seen in a long time. All offseason, I heard, well, the Nuggets, you know, that's whatever. Somebody has to win the title. That was one of the most impressive postseasons you've ever seen. They only lost four games. They come into this season. Everyone's talking about the Celtics and the Bucks and the Suns and the Celtics. And, and no one wants to talk about the Nuggets, who, again, still have the best starting five in the league, still have one of the best top two duos in Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic and have the best player in the league with a really good coach. I've already been betting them to win the title. Plus 550 at BetMGM right now looks great to me. I'd happily take that. And you know what, Noobs? It's happening again. It's happening again. Lakers are the fifth favorite to win the title. And any preview you you read or you listen to, the first thing people are bringing up is Lakers. Oh, all, all the trades they made at the deadline, how strong they were in the second half of the season. Now's their time. It didn't work out last year, but now is their time. Uh, how are you viewing the Lakers with their uh, win total of 47 and a half? And as I mentioned, in top five in the odds. 
I know when you tee me up for Lakers stuff, you're expecting some negativity, and it makes me sick to say nice <laughs> things about the Lakers, but I agree Uh-oh. with kind of all the hype. I don't think we're going to see it in the regular season. Anthony Davis and LeBron James have played more than 60 games combined just once in their last five seasons each, respectively. Um, but this team got better. I love what they do at the trade trade deadline last year, brought in young defenders, some shooters, really built a team around Davis and LeBron. We saw Austin Reeves really step up and play much better basketball. You look at the offseason, uh, Torian Prince, what a great move. That is a perfect fit for them. Christian Wood is going to help them win a lot of regular season games. So I haven't bet anything Lakers-related in the futures market yet. Again, I'm going to leave them alone for the regular season. It's too hard to know how many games those guys are going to play. But once we get to the playoffs, I will start looking at some Lakers futures and things like that. But one thing that did stick out to me, if you're looking for an award play, um, six-man of the year, pretty much every season goes to a team with a, a great record, at least win 60% of their games, and generally goes to a player who comes off the bench who, you know, the best way to explain it really would be to say a spark plug, someone who's going to come in for a few minutes a night, uh, you know, I'm sorry, 15, 20 minutes a night and score, you know, 16, 18, 20 some points. I think Christian Wood is a great choice for six man of the year. I'm just trying to find the number right now. Yeah, plus 2,500 in MGM. I think that's a great way to invest in the Lakers upside. Man, it's been an ongoing bit for a couple years now, Noops. I'm usually the one that asks you about the Lakers. I didn't even have to do it. My co-host already got (laughs) to it. So let's move on to tonight. So excited for the tip-off of the (laughs) NBA season, Suns at Warriors. Last night, I'm looking at this Suns roster and trying to figure out, like, how is Bradley Beal going to be used this season? How am I going to bet on props tonight? Um, Anything that you like in this matchup? Yeah, it's hard with these first couple games. You don't necessarily know how the season's going to start. To your Bradley Beal question, he's going to be like a super third guard, basically. I think you'll see a lot of the team run through Booker and Durant, but Beal will kind of, I think, try to play like a point guard at first, see if they can bring him in as a distributor. I think he will get some lineups with him with um, his own minutes. I would look maybe at his assist number over, but again, it's a little early, and I, I want to kind of wait and see how that goes. What I do like is is this Phoenix Suns team to score a lot of points tonight. The team total's only at 117 and a half. I think in a few weeks, this number is going to be 119, 119 and a half, and the 120s pretty much regularly. You look at Golden State team that, yes, they do play well at home, and that's where they are tonight, but it's a veteran team. They get worse at defense every year, and it looks like there's going to be no Draymond Green tonight. So I think Phoenix is going to be able to control this game, keep a high pace, and just score points in buckets tonight. So give me over 117 and a half. That's my favorite bet for tonight. Noobs, I know a lot of us are going to be uh, betting quite actively on NBA games pretty much every single day. And perhaps uh, some good news during the offseason that the NBA will be looking a good bit more closely at load management. They're calling it the player participation policy as far as making sure that all-star players, if they are healthy, that they are going to play. So when it comes to betting on individual games from one day to the next, how can that help betters? How are you expecting uh, these rules to unfold? Is it possible, however, that maybe there are teams or players who might be able to circumnavigate such a thing? Yeah, it's one of those things where you start to read a little bit about it. It's not quite a paper tiger, but it's not as stringent as maybe they make it sound. The way that they define a star player, it's pretty a small... uh, fairly small player pool. Um, I don't have the number in front of you. I think it's somewhere in the 40s, basically, that you're looking at. And uh, teams will, I think, find ways to have injuries for people. There's always something that hurt 
you know, your ankle, they could probably scope anyone's ankle right now in the league and it would require them to rest for some sort of injury. So my only hope for this is, though, that we don't get last minute changes like we have in the past seasons. If someone's going to be out, we'll know in the morning, hopefully the night before. There's not going to be any of these goofy things where we all open up, you know, the injury report in the morning and he's questionable and then he's doubtful and then he's out. Or, you know, even the other way, you have somebody start as questionable and all of a sudden they're playing, you know, hopefully we'll get a little more consistency and accuracy from some of those earlier injury reports. So we can make wagers knowing what's going to happen as opposed to, again, kind of having the rug pulled out from under us an hour before game time. Uh, Let's go back to awards. You gave us uh, uh, Christian Wood at 25 to one, but what are some of the others that stand out? I know you've been doing some content on that MVP, anything there, Um, just, whatever's top of mind coach of the year defensive player of the year you probably got have a ben simmons ticket so what do you think <laughs> well you did mention ben simmons and i wish that i didn't but i do um oh come as on as a big sixers fan that has wow. constantly been sucked into Uh-oh. it well here's the here's the case wow the defensive player of the year is one of the simplest awards to handicap in the nba you have to be on a top three defense and that's pretty much it if you're the best defender on a top three defense you're mm-hmm. going to win defensive player of the year. Now, it can be a little hard to figure out who the top three defenses are going to be, but when you look at this Brooklyn Nets lineup, even if Simmons, again, isn't what he was in Philadelphia, which when he was in Philadelphia was arguably the best defender in the league, uh, you're looking at a lineup with athletic, long guys that all try hard on defense. There's at least five or six great defenders on this team, and it's a Nets team that's going to struggle to score points. So Jacques Vaughn's been a really good coach. I expect them to tie things down defensively. Now, I didn't just bet Simmons. It's a huge number. He's around 100 to 1. The other net that I like and I think has a much more serious chance, and maybe you won't laugh at this one, um, is Nick Claxton. He is an incredible mm. defender, exactly what you want from a defensive centerpiece in the NBA today. He can protect the rim. He can guard players out on the perimeter, and he's 25-1. to 1. I, I think that's a really nice bet. The other one I'll mention quickly, too, is MVP. Um, I, generally, this is not a market I like to bet, but the way that everyone's been kind of grouped this year, you know, Kevin Durant and Booker are going to steal votes from each other. Damian Lillard and Giannis Tentacupo are going to steal mm-hmm. votes from each other. In the outlandish case that it's LeBron and AD, they're going to steal votes from each other. So you can really go through this list and cross a lot of names off. My favorite is Jason Tatum at, at plus 700. The Celtics team is going to be fantastic. It's going to be his team. He's going to get all the recognition for this. So if the Celtics can win 65% of the games like everyone is expecting, and Tatum, again, is a 32-point-per-game scorer with a lot of good other stuff in there and some big moments like he has every year, that 7-1 number is going to be much, much smaller pretty quickly. So grab yourself some Tatum at plus 700. Wow, I love the Tatum look. What about some team futures? Uh, you mentioned the Celtics, some win totals, division, conference. What do you have? Yeah, I'm flipping through some of the division winners here. You know, from the high-level futures, conference and, and title, not really any conference bets that I like right now. It's it's always a tough market because you have to remember what you're betting there is a team to make the finals. And at that point, you're just looking at title odds. We talked about the Nuggets at the top. Again, that's still one of my favorite bets on the board. I have them favored to win the title. They're plus 550 behind two other teams right now. The Suns getting ever, ever closer. As I look through division winners, there's a couple nice underdogs this year. We'll start with the Cleveland Cavaliers. Yes, they're in the same division as the Milwaukee Bucks, which is supposed to be one of the best teams in the league. But if that team struggles at all at the beginning with a brand-new star player, a brand-new head coach, 
the Cavaliers were a great regular season team last year and should be this year. This team's going to win a ton of games. Plus 275 is a great number for a team that I projected to be within a win or two of the Bucks anyway. So, again, if Milwaukee falters even a little bit, that's a really nice play. And the Atlanta Hawks to win the Southeast at plus 220. I have this pretty close to a, you know, a tight race between them and Miami. The market seems to think Miami is, is going to be great, and they should be. It's a good team. Maybe they can find a way to make another move. You know, they missed out on Holiday. They missed out on Damian Lillard. But Atlanta's going to have a full season of Quinn Snyder, a full season of Sadiq Bey. This team should be great. Plus 220 for them to win the division is great. So, yeah, yeah, those two division bets, Cavaliers and Hawks, look like the best things to me. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Certainly a lot of folks are going after uh, NBA champion, conference champion, things like that. But there are much bigger payouts with this new in-season tournament. I know we haven't played any games yet, but is there a timeline with which you want to pounce into this market? Do you want to do it right now? Do you want to wait after a few games? And are there any teams that maybe stand out specifically in the in-season tournament, but maybe not as a one seed in the conference or maybe as an NBA champion? Yeah, it's going to be really interesting. I'm excited for the in-season tournament. We don't know yet how seriously teams are going to take this. Uh, you know, are all the best teams really going to be playing their best? And I'm quickly looking up here to see when we get this first group of playing games. I, I like the way that they've sort of found a way to make, um, you know, the regular season be more exciting. It looks like we'll get the first group of them around the beginning of November. So I'm going to watch those games pretty carefully and try to figure out, again, which teams look like they're out there playing their best, which teams are just sort of playing vanilla regular season basketball, and who has the gumption to rest players, again, for what should be a pretty big tournament. So I don't know if right now is the best entry point, but as you look down the board here, there are some really, really big numbers here. And you start to look at some of these teams that come into the season are kind of ready-made here, like the Timberwolves, for example, at 22-1. to 1. Uh, That is a really interesting number to me. I think that that's probably worth a little bit of a bet. But again, I'm going to wait there. The Knicks at 22, you know, the Thunder at 22, kind of teams like that, teams that uh, aren't really going to be able to compete for a, a title this year but should be in good form, playing great regular season basketball. So start to think that way and pay a lot of attention when this starts early November. 
Uh, Noobs, just to be clear, I wasn't laughing about Ben Simmons. It's just now I feel like I have to get a ticket because I'm hearing it too much. It's the connection with that <laughs> Sixers fans have to Ben Simmons. That's the shocking part that you were with. See, that, that shows that as a better, you're able to push emotion to the side and see value. And all right, there, there's there's value on that play. Uh, let's talk about win totals. Any Anything notable as far as biggest movers before the season starts tonight? And anyone that stands out that you really like? In terms of big movers, you know, generally these things only move a win or two. The Thunder have really been bet up, as have the Orlando Magic. Those are two teams that I like quite a bit, but I think the market has that number right. Maybe even gone a little too much the other way. Uh, my favorite win total, and I played this the last couple of years to some success, and we'll just keep doing it. The Los Angeles Clippers, under 47 and a half games, 46 <laughs> and a half games. Um, I'm sorry, the number might be a little bit lower than that. But either way, this is a team that, again, it seems like they're being priced. Uh, 46 and a half is the number right now. So under 46 yep. and a half is great. I have this as a 41, 42 win team. The market seems to be pricing this with a lot of optimism about Kawhi Leonard and Paul George playing basketball games just like they do every year. And just like every year, I'm expecting Paul George and Kawhi Leonard to not play a lot of basketball games. Despite the policy, you know, all of these guys, again, have real injuries that are, they're not going to get fined for, things like that. And it is a contract year for both. So maybe that's a little bit different. But uh, even with these two guys, guys on the floor the rest of the western conference is so so much better every team in the west got better really except for maybe utah and the competition's going to be tougher and i'm happy to just do this again give me clippers regular season win total under 46 and a half love it uh let's talk about the earlier game lakers at nuggets anything you like prop wise in this one that one's a really tough game because Again, the market here has supported the Lakers early, and now today there's been money coming in on the Nuggets here. This line opened up around four, four and a half. The Lakers, um, I'm sorry, opened around five, five and a half, got down to four, four and a half with some Lakers support. Now we're back out to five and a half, and there was even six here briefly. It's always tough to figure out what the defending champion is going to do on banner night. It creates a weird mood in the arena. It creates kind of a clunky start to the game. So I'm kind of staying away from this. I expect the Nuggets to take care of the Lakers here, but you're going to get a full Lakers team. Uh, the only angle that I've been looking at is generally these games start slowly. The full game total is 228, and I'm pulling up the first half in the quarter here. Um, you know, your first half total, I would look to maybe go under that first half total. I'm seeing 116 and a half under minus 110 at MGM. That looks pretty nice to me. And um, the first quarter total, here we go, um, looking at under there as well at 58 and a half. Those are two big numbers. And if game starts slow, like it, it might after a long off season and two teams have been building up to this moment. Uh, that's kind of where I would start to look. But generally, it's a stay away from me. Alex Christensen, a.k.a. Noops, thank you so much for your time, folks. Please make sure to check out the BetUSNBA show and also check out his written work on FTN. Some great NBA season previews there as well. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, we look at which teams have the best value to make and miss the NFL playoffs. That's right here on the BetQL Network. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network.